Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus who is the Christ. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for this day for the many gifts that you have given to us. Be with us and guide us as we go out into your world to proclaim the goodness of your Son, that we all will come to know of your ever-present love in our lives. This we ask in your holy and your present and your everlasting name. Amen. Next week, next week is a big event on television. I think it's called the, the Super Bowl. Is anybody going to watch the Super Bowl? Just because Pittsburgh's not in it doesn't mean you can't watch. So, um, or how's this? If you're going to watch the Super Bowl, how many of you will watch it for the commercials only? Who's going to win? Who? Those playing. Somebody who's playing on the field, right? The Patriots. I, I, I told my son that I might root for New England if that meant Tom Brady would retire. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. He told me not to get my hopes up. Um, but if we were ESPN and we had the two football coaches here and we asked them who was going to win the game, what would their answer be? You know what the answer is, right? The one who makes the fewest turnovers, the one that plays with the fewest mistakes, right? They're, that's the team that's going to win. We could almost just recite it, no matter if it's basketball or football or hockey or whatever, we're going to hear the same response from the coach, not wanting to, not wanting to upset the other team in any way so that they have bulletin board material, right? So that people can go, you know, that makes sense, you know? But the reality is what? The team that's going to win not only will make the fewest turnovers and the fewest mistakes and play efficiently, but they will play smash, smash mouth football. They will be in each other's face and they will be win the trenches. They will push people around. They will hit and they will do everything they can to show that they are the ones. They will play inspired football. Deflate the football. Deflate the football. <laughs> that's, that's last year. Um, and so, and so, we're sort of taught that. I mean, I remember when I was in junior high, I was on the seventh and eighth grade football team. Thank you for not laughing. <laughs> and I was a running back and a defensive back. And I was pretty fast, and I was small for my age and about this big around and skinny and little and so you know I had the I sort of looked interesting you know with the big football helmets and the knee pads and the thigh pads and and all the things that you have to wear and I could get hit all day long and I'd get up with a smile on my face and I would laugh but I wasn't very good at hitting other people and the coach asked me one time, what's wrong? You, you know, you just got creamed. How come you won't get up and 
cream that person. And I said, I'm afraid I'll hurt them. And I was. That, sa- that might sound that might sound, you know, interesting. But I, as a seventh grader, I was afraid somehow that I would hurt someone if I lowered my head and put my shoulders and did that classic form tackle, right? And so, obviously, I didn't get to play much. <laughs> I traveled with the team, and I stood along and. Usually, I either got to play with just a couple minutes left or sometimes they would have mercy on us and have like a three-minute quarter after the game so that the two players on the other side of the team didn't play, could play. But what is the reality? What were we being taught in that lesson? And what have we been taught in our lives? It doesn't matter if you're in the corporate world or in the classroom or whatever. Aren't we taught that we have to play that aggressive smash-mouth lifestyle game. I mean, if we want to make it up the corporate ladder, we can't just be meek and mild. We have to let people know who we are, and we have to defend ourselves and show that we can do it. Or if you're in the classroom, and you want to get that best scholarship to college, you have to show that you have the best grades and that you're... you're letter that you write to the scholarship committee is the most outstanding letter ever showing everything that you've ever done. And you have to do all this stuff. And we, even in committees or in life, wherever it might be, we try to show how we can prove that we're the ones. And then Jesus comes. And turns everything upside down. And he says, Blessed are the meek, and blessed are the poor, and blessed are those who suffer. I don't know about you, but probably most of us don't want to be the meek, the poor, and the suffering. We like what we have. So how do we in 2017 deal with this upside-down world that Jesus throws at us? And the easiest way for me is to take us back to that text that Frank read in Micah. Now, Micah's a great prophet. We don't hear much about Micah. There's a great chapter, a a great section in chapter 3 that talks all about stewardship that nobody wants to hear about. But there's a great text what we had today. And what does Micah remind us of? What does the Lord require of you? To do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with your God. You and I, as people of God, as children of God who have been claimed by God, are called to go into the world and to do justice, to reach out to the sick, the poor, the hungry, the naked, the imprisoned, those that don't have the things that we have, those that are in an unjust world. We are to go and to help and proclaim and make sure that justice is done for all. We are to reach those that maybe we don't even know about. Like those at the Star House or the YWCA or 
faith mission. We are called to be people of justice in the eyes of God. We are to do it. Do justice and love kindness. You know, we think we know what love means and we try to go about doing our lives as children of God and to love one another. But what does it mean to love truly? I mean, are we willing to welcome those that don't look like us and to love those that have maybe different skin colors or different ethnic backgrounds? Are we willing to love those that maybe aren't even of the Christian persuasion and say, we're going to love you because that's what God has called us to do. To love one another regardless of what we look like. The prophet was very clear. To do justice and love kindness. And there's only one way to do that is to love everybody. And to reach out with the name of God. And how about walking humbly? You know, humble, one who, who is reverent, one who, is, who bows, right? One who, who, and as we walk humbly with God, what does that mean that we're doing? Admitting that you and I aren't the ones in charge, that you and I aren't the ones that are trying to lead our way across this, this journey that we are on, that we're not walking out in front of God, but we are humbly walking with our God, the God who sent Jesus for us, the one who died on the cross. What does Paul tell us in our lesson today? The cross is foolishness, foolishness for those who are perishing, but for those, for those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You see, it is the cross where Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead that we have that gift and promise of new life given to us through Jesus. It is the gift and love of God given to us. And it is that gift that we walk humbly beside our Lord. Not braggadociously and, and in front of everybody else, but humbly doing what God has set before us. So that all will come to know of the love of God through Jesus Christ. You know, the reality is we're going to have those moments where we're being that rough and tough person in our world. And sometimes we have to be. But the reality, I hope, is that we will take today and really seriously hear the word of God in our lives. And we will hear what God has called us to do. And that we will always find a place in our lives, not just today, but every day. As we hear about those who are in need, those blessed ones that have things that do not have the things that we have, that we will say, what does God require of me to do justice and love kindness?
and walk humbly with my God. Let us go forth together in God's name. Amen.